Hi there, chatters. I'm Nat. And I'm Kat. And welcome to the Crime Chat bonus episode. Bonus. <laughs> I am your forensic femme fatale, Natalie. Is your true crime addict connoisseur? We're two good girls who are also bad girls, uh, but mm. we never get caught. Never. <laughs> no, 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 never. No. It's the right. boners. It's a You're, boner episode. The boner episode. You're welcome, Charlene. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and our first VIP chatter, Charlene McRae. We love you. Woo-hoo! We love you. Yes. A Scottish soul sister. Yes, right. Uh-huh. And to hear this in full, you must be a VIP chatter, which means you have to subscribe to our Patreon. So every few months, we'll do a bonus episode. Yes. And we will make it very unique and not mm-hmm. not of the norm, mm-hmm. which I don't think we've really established quite the norm yet for us. But that's what our bonus episodes are going to be. Okay. And I'm so excited about it. We, I know. We've got, I, so we decided in this bonus episode, our very first bonus episode, we were going to do hometown crimes. So we've got a crime from Florida, which I'm sure you've heard of, and a crime mm-hmm. from South Carolina, which you might not have heard of okay. <laughs> to be a VIP chatter. So yeah. there's to include, we've got merch. We've got our shirts on again, y'all yes. shirt, shirt, shirts, merch in the works. <laughs> Crumb chat with Nat and Kat. <laughs> we've got so many, so much other things. We've, we're going to do stickers, mugs, tumblers, you name it. Like we're, we're going to do it. Right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for my crime from the South Carolina? Oh, I cannot. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is going to be a Florida versus South Carolina episode, okay? <laughs> so How I've got and twisted. Yes, and you got the cup to match. And I got my I got my glass to match. My Florida, South Carolina that my my BFF Allie Hughes out there, mm-hmm. uh she sent it to me for Christmas, who also she also lives in Florida. So she lives on the other coast. Okay. Uh but anyways, I thought it was appropriate because uh, Florida and South Carolina, uh-huh. right? And I will say, my story has so many links to me, like directly. I'm calling them crime chat links. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll identify them as kind of as I'm going throughout my story. When we decided to do this bonus episode, this was like one of the very first stories that came to mind because it's so recent. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I have no idea, but look, I, I... <laughs> um, so have you ever heard of the DNA Doe Project? I have not, no. So enter in unidentified persons, case number 13772. Ooh. The bodies of unidentified male and an unidentified female were discovered by a truck driver on August 9th, 1976 in Sumter County, South Carolina, which is the first crime chat link because that's where I live. Yeah. They both had been shot three times in their upper chest by what authorities believe to have been a 357 caliber revolver. They were found in what we call the boonies off of Interstate 95 on a dirt road. Their bodies were kept in airtight caskets with a window like viewing because they were a Jane and actually they called him Jock Doe. Mm-hmm. It was a Jane and Jock Doe. Um, just to see if anybody would be able to physically identify these individuals. But after about a year, their bodies began to deteriorate and they were buried in a local cemetery. Hundreds of locals actually attended the funeral because it was just so widespread. Like 
people locally knew about this and were were so inclined to help police figure out what happened and who these people were. So hundreds of people attended the funeral and funds were raised to actually help cover the costs of the actual funeral itself. Mm-hmm. The gravestones were marked with, quote, male unknown and, quote, female unknown. With the advancement of DNA and scientific technologies, their bodies were exhumed to extract DNA profiles in 2007. So they had been buried for like 30 years. Wow. They were first thought to have been brother and sister because visibly they actually resembled each other. However, through this profile, it was determined that they were not related. The DNA Doe Project used genetic genealogy to identify the victim's ancestral backgrounds. The DNA Doe Project is an organization working to identify unknown descendants, and this organization was recruited on this specific case in July of 2019, so just a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until January of 2021, so a year ago this month Uh that the identities of these two victims were discovered oh the bodies were identified as pamela buckley and james freund i don't know how i'm I'm saying his last name right but Uh i'll just call him james (laughs) so james was last seen december 25th 1975 in lancaster pennsylvania and Pamela was last seen in Colorado Springs, also in December of 1975. They were both reported missing around the same time by their family members. So let's talk about each of the victims first. So first, James. He was a 29-year-old white male, born in Massachusetts, shoulder-length hair, over six feet tall, and weighed about 150 pounds. He had extensive dental work done, which made investigators believe he might have been from like a higher socioeconomic status. Uh-huh. He also had an appendectomy scar with several marks on his body uh, that indicated he also might have participated in contact sports. So there was a lot of like physical identifications available on his body, if you will. Okay. He was wearing Levi brand jeans and a Coors beer t-shirt. The shirt was believed to have been a promotional item from the Sebring races in Florida uh-huh. in 1975. Wow. Okay. So this event, the Sebring Races, was actually sponsored by Coors. So it was a t-shirt from, uh, they believe, from that event. Okay, now Pamela. She was a 24-year-old white female born in Minnesota (laughs) with reddish-brown shoulder-length hair and two distinctive moles on her face, kind of like near her mouth. Uh She was five foot, five inches tall and weighed about 100 pounds. Teeny, tiny little girl. Yeah, yeah. The coroner noted she had unusually long natural eyelashes, which, uh, to die for. Like, I, uh, yeah. would, I would love naturally long, beautiful eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, she also appeared, appeared to be very well-groomed. She had fillings in the back of her teeth, and, but no identifiable, identifiable scars or indication she had ever been pregnant. So of the items that both Pamela and James were wearing, I will post those. As, as well as pictures of both victims. Okay. The um, reconstruction images, as well as what their actual pictures were once they were, because they were able to be identified, right? So side note, our second crime chat link, the coroner who did the both autopsies at the time uh, was a Miss Verna Moore, mm-hmm. and I worked with her. <gasps> I moved here in 2006, and she worked with our death cases that we did. Uh, and then she retired in 2009. And so bless her heart. So I am going to be discussing the case of um, the killing of Gabby Petito. 
Mm. Yeah. It should be very familiar to our chatters out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. And although I'm not going to go over the entire thing in detail, because we, we only have a certain amount of time, because um, it could take me days. I mean, there's yeah. just so much there. I, I'm just going to kind of stick to the events that we know facts, because the FBI um, has been pretty tight-lipped with information, e sure. even as of the update from yesterday. So let's, let's face it at this point. I mean, it's Florida, but let's face it. This case created such a buzz that hasn't been seen in such a long time, possibly yeah. since Chris Watts. Sure. We remember Chris Watts. We remember Oh, we do. That. Oh, that's just um, yeah. yeah, the the public outcry and emotion was heavy, especially locally. Right. Uh, and this is my backyard. Literally, this is my backyard. <laughs> I, I hear that. Yeah, I just, I just talked about a story in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is the thing, like, with uh, this case is whether you're a true, true crime lover or not, we were all watching. We knew yeah. her name. We knew her smiling face. We knew Beautiful. every update, every fact. And of course, the theories that were pumping out through the media at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems like at that time, there was a new update either every day or every hour. Constantly, yes. Yeah. And yeah. We, we just sat back and watched in horror as this case unfolded. I mean, it got mm -hmm. worse by the day. Mm -hmm. We never... We kind of thought we knew, but we didn't want to say that we knew that, 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 that this person can do such a thing, but. Right. So, um, Gabrielle, uh, Verona Petito, also known as Gabby, was born on March 18th, 1999 in Long Island, New York. <gasps> and on the next crime chat, you have to give us an update if she knew. Yes. The family. Oh my God. Uh, Brian Christopher Laundry. I keep on wanting to say Lori, but it's not. It's laundry. Laundry. Um, like, yeah. like the laundry. Like the like, dirty laundry like he the is. Dirty, yeah, like the dirty laundry. Uh, he mm. was born on November 18th, 1997. Uh, mm. His parents, Christopher Laundry and Roberta Richards, and their, and his older sister, Cassandra, uh, also known as Cassie. Brian considered himself an American artist, a nature enthusiast, a content creator, he mm. often displayed his work on Instagram under um, the the name Bizarre Design. A, a typical time frame uh -huh. for the boom of social media. Exactly. Gabby and Brian met in Long Island at the Bayport Blue Point High School. They became okay. friends first. They graduated in 2017. And after high school, Gabby decided not to go to college, but be to become like a YouTuber and a influencer on social media platforms. Uh, it's, yeah, it was a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. She loved her work. She enjoyed talking to people and taking them along for her journey. Um, Do we know if she was, was she making, or was Gabby or Brian making money at this time? No, but they had a plan. They did have a plan, but not right. yet. So this is like the beginning stages of it. Um, it's reported that Gabby and Brian started to officially date in March of uh, 2019. At that time, a lot of their friends and family would say that they, they were an adorable couple. I mean, she's adorable. She's, she's just, gorgeous. She really is. Yeah, she's a, she really is like the epitome of uh, Instagram, like mm -hmm. influencer. Right. She's just, yeah. a, you, you watch her, you look at her and you just smile. She just has mm -hmm. that presence. Mm -hmm. um, Gabby and Brian moved in with his parents in Northport, Florida. 
yeah. Northport. There I am. Yeah, um, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Uh, the same year. <laughs> um, Petito and Laundry worked at Publix location in Northport. She Love has a pharmacy. Publix. Yeah, Publix is awesome. Oh my god. Um, she worked in the pharmacy as a technician, and he was in the grocery department. They both quit that job uh, during the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this part is a little too close for comfort because that is the actual Publix that I shopped for a decade. So I probably did run into them on North. Oh Port. my god! I know. There's North your crime Port. chat link. I, there's my link. Yes, do you have a crime chat link? Oh my gosh. I have a couple of links then because Brian bought his burner phone from my AT&T store. There's another link. Love it. Bam, bam, 